When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're Talking Real Money. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. So glad you could join me today. Me. I know it's usually us, but today it's me because Tom is vacationing in Southern California, taking a little time off. And so I'm hanging out with you, and I hope you'll hang out with me by calling 855 855- 935-TALK, 855-935-8255, to find the answers to the questions that are difficult to get answered or, (laughs) more often than not, are just answered badly. So, you want a decent answer? You may not like the answer, but I can tell you for sure it's an honest answer, and it's an answer that is based on some semblance of research. There's not a lot of uh, guessing going on here. If you want to learn a little bit more about how investing is supposed to work, what real investing really is, how to build the wealth you need to get to whatever point it is you want to get to in your life, to do whatever it is you want to do, which is most of the time retiring comfortably because that is the biggest expense that any of us will ever face for an extended period of time. I mean, yeah, we buy houses and things like that, but that's amortized over years. We've got to find a way to support ourselves for a decade, two, three, four, maybe. That takes a decent amount of dough to do it comfortably. I mean, you can do it, but you want to do it comfortably, right? So give me a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And when it comes to retirement, there's the saving for, there's the managing the money in retirement, but the other part of the equation that doesn't get discussed as much as it should is how you spend the money you spend in retirement. And I just bumped into, in the past few days, an article from something called MoneyWise. I don't know what it is, but it's an article. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. It was the uh, the five ways retirees waste their money in retirement. And the number one, <laughs> and this resonates with me, I've, as you know, if you've listened to the show for any time at all, you know that I've tried, I've tried to eliminate this in my life. And that is, quote, overspending on housing. Now, I don't believe we in my family overspend on housing, and I'm not retired yet. But um, housing, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, takes up over a third of your of our total spending. And a uh, study done by the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College discovered that if you downsize your house, you can reduce your housing costs by about a third. 
which means you can reduce your overall standard uh, cost of living by about 10%. Now, that's pretty sizable. That's a pretty big reduction. However, what gets in the way are often lifestyle issues, as, as I can attest. That's uh, the lifestyle. Yeah, I, I know of a lot of ways we could get our housing costs down. And, and uh, uh, in fact, I could get rid of them altogether. Uh, we have enough equity in this home. But there's the lifestyle issue, often the spousal lifestyle issue. So, um, but that is a, a fascinating way to get, you know, if you're worried about not having enough money in retirement, well, look at look at that as a possibility. If you can cut a total of 10% off of your cost of living in retirement, that really helps you reduce the amount you need. The second thing they came up with, and, and this was, this is a huge one and it's going to get worse is the, uh, the typical spending on health expenses in retirement. Vanguard estimates that um, the average 65-year-old woman will spend over $5,000, well over $5,000 a year to, to uh, just pay for health care expenses. So there are things you can do to, you might want to look at your coverage and look at less expensive health care services, look at plans that might not cost as much, they might not give you as great a care, but if you need to reduce costs, that's one way to do it. Give me a call, 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. This hour of Talking Real Money, we're looking at some of the ways you can reduce your outflow in retirement. We talked a little bit about reducing your housing costs and uh, finding better health care plans, keeping those health care costs down. We'll have more throughout the hour, but of course, we defer to you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Give me a call, just like Steve did. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Steve. What's up? Well, I have an annuity that has matured, and I need to make a decision on what to do with it. Uh, okay. And what I want to do is either go with a new company for annuity or try and – is there a way that I can move it with having, without having a tax obligation and not being an annuity? No, no, but tell me a little bit about, one, the annuity you currently have, and two, what is this money for? Uh, basically, it's money that I don't need, and it's an annuity that I've had and reinvested in an annuity uh, for two or three cycles. And I have uh, mm -hmm. about $130,000 on a $50,000 initial payment. So I've got about 80000 in gain. And I need mm -hmm. to do, you know, something with it because it's it, it is. It's, yeah, it's, or, it's ordinary income. It's ordinary income. In an, in, That's correct. Yeah, in, in an annuity. Um, but now what this current annuity, it's a fixed rate annuity? It's a fixed rate, yes. And what was the rate? 
uh, the rate was three and a half percent. Okay, probably going to get more than that right now. Right. Um, yeah the the only way to avoid the taxes is to do a ten thirty five exchange, which means you can move. You don't have to keep stay with the same insurance company. You could move right. to another insurance company that had better terms potentially. So it might be worth your while, given the size of the gain, maybe what you should do, start doing in the future, is begin to take out a little at a time so that you spread your taxes over time so you don't have to keep, unless you plan to eventually just turn this in to an immediate annuity and take income from it, in I which case. What I plan on doing is basically it'll be a donation, a death donation to some organization or fund that i choose to give it to then then you might as well just do some shopping and uh find the right annuity for you and just do a 1035 exchange because you are going to be looking at a i don't know what your tax situation is but you're going to have a pretty hefty tax bill well yeah that's what i was trying to avoid and if there were some other and the only way the only way to avoid that is through a 1035 exchange okay or some sort of a charitable gift right now. All right, sir. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Take care, Steve. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Rob, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Well, how are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you very much for calling. So my question is really simple. I've always protected my wealth for myself. If I was to trust somebody to play with my money, how do I ensure that I'm not being invested in something that I adamantly stand against? You know, because well, one, most you don't want fine. anybody to play with your money. You don't want to let anyone play with your money. It's Correct. too serious to be played with. You, yeah. Okay. T- tell right. me what it's you mean by so, that. So, so to trust somebody to invest with my money i would have to know that my investments are um ethically within my moral compass you know what i mean so when you get into yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the funds you know when you start mm-hmm. burying your money into funds you're suddenly profiting off of something that you don't believe in so how mm-hmm. do i which play, play which is why esg world? funds That was why ESG funds were started, Uh, the environmental, social and governance funds to try to at least help people buy into something that was more socially responsible. However, I've often argued that one person's social responsibility is another person's social irresponsibility. We all have different feelings about different things. I mean, you may get somebody who thinks that. Who, who thinks they, they would never own guns and somebody else in a, in a portfolio and somebody else who says, well, I, of course, I'm going to own guns. Second Amendment, you know, but I'm gonna, I don't want environmental problems. The only way to absolutely assure that you don't get into anything that is outside of your belief system is to do it yourself, which is really, really hard. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I've been listening to you for a hot minute. And, you know, that's like. That's the one thing spinning in my head. Um, you know, I've become the family matriarch. I'm trusted with uh, that I'm not really yeah. comfortable with. And yeah, give I'm, me give me an I, example. I, I'm, just get, get 
to help me out here because you may be a perfect candidate for ESG funds. Help me out here. What? Give me some of the biggest examples of things you would never invest in. You would just be appalled if your money was supporting. Pharmaceuticals. Okay. Pharma. Any kind of pharma, even good pharma. Until we can find good pharma. Right now, I don't Got know it. that okay. we... Okay. Okay. What else? What else? Prison for profit. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, you, that would not be in most ESG funds. Okay. So you'd be in pretty good shape there, I think. Um, I The... You Problem with the e with the, with pharmaceuticals, it, it they're gonna pharmaceutical companies, I I think are going to end up being in some ESG funds. Yeah, and see that's there, there's a double edged sword with pharmaceuticals. You know they're they're as good as they are bad. You know so. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time. I got to tell you, you know, I, 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 the, the big pharma I don't like are, are the kind that prey on people's weaknesses. But uh, there was a great piece that I read today in one, I think it was the Washington Post. I'm not sure. I read like five papers a day, um, and it was talking about the dramatic, incredible uh, revolution that we are experiencing in healthcare because of a lot of the things that pharma's doing, like the uh, the mRNA vaccines and and the CRISPR uh, rewriting of, of g- genetic code. That you know, I, my wife's life has literally been saved by some of this incredible pharmaceutical work. So from my perspective, I just think you know there are bad ones out there like Purdue, but for every bad one, I think there are probably ten good ones. So. This is where I, I have problems with ESG, and I come back to if, if you really have strict standards for your money, it, it almost has to become a full-time job. Either that or you need to find an advisor, and they're not going to be cheap, an advisor who will go out and build a portfolio of individual stocks for you. Um, and I cannot imagine one doing that for, for one, one and a half percent per year. I, it's just too much work. It would be a ton of work. And then you've got to always be rebalancing. It's like having your own mutual fund. I think it, it, it looks good on paper, but the reality of it is going to be a lot more difficult than you think. You might want to just go with traditional ESG and accept some compromise. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Uh, I I just did some research during the break, uh, and it does look like BlackRock uh, does a little bit of portfolio customization for their advisors who use the BlackRock portfolios um, a little bit. In other words, they're going to they're going to create portfolios using ETFs where there will be some different kinds of of ESG, but I don't know how much you can fine-tune that. Uh, It's an interesting quandary. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. In retirement, one of the things you will need to do is manage what you spend. Because once you get into retirement, your income is relatively fixed. I mean, there will be some adjustments. Hopefully you have a portfolio that's going to rise in value over time, providing you with more money at times, sometimes less. Another reason you need to uh, be cognizant of what you're spending. 
So I was looking at this list from MoneyWise of things on which retirees overspend. And this one's interesting. I don't know that I, that this, this is a category I would have thought of if I was writing this. But I guess it is a way that retirees overspend, and that is getting scammed. Retirees do seem to be, one, targeted. That's because they tend to have some money. And two, susceptible. A little more gullible for some reason. I don't know why. I don't want to get into the psychology of that. But in 2020, there were about one and a half million reports of fraud by people older than 60. And they lost about a billion dollars in that one year. Well, we're talking real money. And the reality is almost all of this is easily avoided as long as you just kick in your your uh, your inner cynic. You know, turn up your skeptic meter. If anybody promises you anything that sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Just make that a default position. If somebody calls you and they want you to you to give them money for something or they say they owe you money, tell them to put it in writing. The Eternal Revenue Service is not going to ever call you and tell you to send them money. You will never, ever, 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 ever get called by your credit card company, say they need your credit card number over the phone. That will never happen. Uh, it is incredibly unlikely that your grandchild is going to be stuck in the middle of Africa or Asia or South America being held by kidnappers and needing money. I, it's just really unlikely. It's not going to happen. You watch too many bad TV movies. Uh, you you just, if, if they're calling you and they're asking for money, just say, go away. Just do it. If they email you and ask you for money, go away. Never, ever, ever give anyone your social security number, ever. Don't give anybody credit card numbers over the phone unless you initiated the call to buy something. And even then, Funny thing is, you know, it's safer to do it online than it is to do it by phone. It's safer to do it online than it is to buy by mail if you're mailing your credit card number or a check around. Because at least there's some checking going on. So don't get ripped off. That's a really good one. This next one, though, number four, this is one of Tom's biggest issues. And that is not claiming Social Security properly. This can make such a difference. I, I, I went and looked at mine again because, funny, today I just happened to turn 67. I could take my full retirement benefit. Right now, it would be about $3,400 a month. Sounds good, right? But what if I wait just three years? Now, if you're in your 60s, you know that three years is like three days uh, in the in the old person mental scale. Uh I'll get a thousand dollars more, thousand more. If I can figure out how, if I was retired and I needed that money, if I just spend $120,000 out of my other money, I get an extra thousand dollars every month in retirement, which I will pay myself back what I spent in just over 10 years. So if I plan to live past 80, and, and that is my plan, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to pull that one off, but of course, that's my intent, uh, I would be better off waiting. 
So guess what I'm doing? I'm waiting. As a matter of fact, I'm waiting and I'm making money because I'm still working. And I'm one of those people who would be bored if I wasn't working. So um, you might want to consider waiting to take your Social Security until you're 70. You don't need to wait past that because it doesn't get any bigger after that. Now, my amount might be even higher adjusted for inflation down the road, but right now it's $1,000 more. And to me, that's a lot of extra money every month when I may want to be retired. 855-935-TALK. are talking real money. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. So, you have a problem with your money. You need somebody to help you solve it. You're not sure what to do with a particular financial decision you're about to make. Give us a call. Well, me a call today because Tom's on vacation. I'm Don. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. I'd love to help. And uh, today in this hour, we're talking a little bit about the an article. It's called the top five ways baby boomers waste thousands in retirement. So you don't want to waste money in retirement. And there have been some pretty good tips here. You don't want to fall for financial scams. You want to keep health care costs down. You don't want to overspend on housing. You don't want to claim Social Security too early. And I love the last one. It fits right with us and what we talk about most of the time. Number five, don't make poor investment decisions. Oh, that came up in one of the calls recently. Where somebody called and said, well, I want to get an annuity that pays me six to, or not an annuity, a uh, some sort of a bond fund that pays six to seven percent safely. Well, wouldn't we all? But he was going to make a bad decision because somebody told him or he read somewhere that he could get a safe six to seven percent return on some esoteric bond product or preferred stock product, which just isn't true. You can't get 6 to 7% safely, but we hear what we want to hear. Plus, we when we get to be uh, when we're retired, we need money. We need better income often. And we need to find a way to get that income. So instead of finding ways to cut the costs of living, we find we try to find ways and we fall for pitches that promise more money with less risk. And we make big mistakes. Now, these aren't pure ripoffs, but they're mm, they're close. They're right on the edge. Uh, bad investments can kill you. And even if they're just mediocre, let's just say you're spending too much on commissions or you're overpaying for management fees. You're using actively managed funds. Every bit of that money you pay is money that's coming out of your pocket unless you have an advisor who actually adds value. And most of them don't. They just sell you something and move on. So the trick is investing properly. And yet it's not a trick. We think it's a trick, but it's not complicated. And that's what we're here to try to do. Help you make it less complicated. 855-935-TALK is the phone number here. And Mary, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. Hi, Mary. What's up? Well, I have just sold my condo, and I'm coming mm-hmm. out with probably something 
over 250000 I need to know what to do with the money. All right. A couple of questions first. One, where are your other, do you have any other investments other than this condo? I have an Ira with something less than a hundred thousand. Um, I have a few miscellaneous okay. stocks, maybe less than ten thousand, and I have cash of about sixty thousand. Okay, and and since you sold the condo, where are you going to be living? Covington, Washington. No, are you going to be living, though, in an apartment or a retirement oh, yeah. community? A, a retirement in community? 55 and over. Apartment. Okay. And, and my, do, you, my, how, do you have enough my, to pay your, your expenses? Yeah, my fixed income covers my rent, and I will have some left over for fun. Great. So what would you like to get out of this $250,000? Would you like it to provide you with extra income every month? Would you like it to grow for some future charitable contribution? Do you want to take it and use it for some travel? What would you like that two fifty dollars to do for you? I would like to have some additional funds from it, not this year or next, maybe, but in my next 10 years. And okay. I, okay. Would no. like, I would like to travel. And I would like Perfect. To Perfect. Travel. Hang on with me just a minute, ma'am. Let me, let me put you on hold for just a second. Let me take care of this stuff, and then we'll come back and talk about some ways you can invest this to accomplish what you want Tom to accomplish. Tom and Don are talking real money. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock hiding out in Southern California. Uh, right now, we're talking with Mary, who just sold a condo, collected a, collect a quarter of a million dollars, looking for some place to put it. She has some specific goals for it. And Mary, I have two more questions before I give you some ideas. One, where is your IRA? West Vanguard. It's with Vanguard. That's lovely. Which fund? Which fund is it in? Uh, life, life strategy income. That's true. Great. Great. That's awesome. Okay. And where's the sixty thousand dollars cash? Is that also with Vanguard? Savings account. Oh, where? What kind of savings account? In a bank. Oh, you want to get rid of that. Yeah. We want to get rid of that. We, we want to make that go away. You want your savings account to be earning you 4% or more. Okay? okay? That means that you keep a little bit at the bank, but you you open up a, a, a high-yield savings account. Uh, you could open it. Well, go, go to bankrate.com and just click high-yield savings accounts or have some, you know, just find the best rate you can get there. Uh, and gets at least 50000 of that 60000 earning you more money. As for the other quarter of a million dollars, I'm so happy you're with Vanguard. You yeah. could, you could just take about half of that money and put it into the Life Strategies Fund just in a regular Vanguard brokerage account. 
and uh, maybe even three quarters of it, depending on what you want to keep liquid for travel and the and the like. The rest of that, I would go ahead. Oh, the other thing you could do is take your sixty thousand and put it in a money market with Vanguard, because I think they're yielding about four percent right now. So you could do it all. You could just consolidate everything there and uh, get and then keep your cash that the money you need for emergencies and for you know an immediate travel uh, plan or whatever it might be in the money market account and then just keep the rest in the life strategy fund because it does give you an opportunity for a, a better return than just keeping it all in in cash or cds i'm i'm thrilled you're over there because that that's a great place to be but that's an ira account but you could open up a regular brokerage account and do the same fund there. Oh, okay. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You just you just you just contact Vanguard and say open a brokerage account for me. And then you put the money in there and then you could buy you could buy more of the Vanguard Life Strategies income or you could buy a target date fund like the 2020 or 2025 target date fund. Uh, with low costs, and they're just simple to manage because they are well diversified in and of themselves. And uh, the the fees are low on all of them. They have great diversification. So, uh, boy, I'm so glad you're there because that's just going to make your life so, so, so much e- easier. That Life Strategies Fund has an expense ratio of about 0.1, a little over 0.1. Yeah. And and the portfolio is is well diversified. Um, I, 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 gee, I mean, I think you're fine. I just do that because that is a fun to fund. So it's got a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. 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 Good luck. Thanks. Thank you so much for calling. You're already in one of the best places you can be. Eight five five nine three five talk is the phone number. Lori, you're you're up. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Don. I have a question. I was recently laid off. And I um, am losing my life insurance policy that I had for my husband and I. And I got a quote for the same policy over $3,000 a month. And so I went down to, well, what would it be for 100000 And it's over 400 and something per month. At yeah. age 60, yeah. For what, what what do you suggest at this age and I'm 72? <laughs> is it worth yeah. me getting a twenty five thousand no. dollar policy because after no. you turn sixty five it goes down to a hundred thousand? So yeah, uh-uh. any advice? It's on probably that? not. I've heard you talk. I know, it's right? probably not. <laughs> right. Well, no, let's think about it for a minute. See, we we all we're overinsured. <laughs> we are Americans are just overinsured. We want to insure against every eventuality, and a life insurance policy should not be a death lottery for the uh, surviving person. It really shouldn't. It should only life insurance should only be purchased to fill a hole in in the financial life of the person who survives. So, if you your husband was reliant upon you for income, well, then you would need to have life insurance to make sure he had a lump sum that will allow him to continue to live comfortably. But you're to the point in life where you've saved and invested. You've got money. You're self-insured, I bet, right? No, I'm losing medical insurance. No, 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 no. I'm talking about how much, what do you have in terms of your assets? How much money do you have between the two of you? Not enough. Saved and invested. 
not a. But is it, it okay? If you died tomorrow, how would your husband fare without your income? In really bad shape. Okay. Ooh. Well, now that changes the story because now are are you going to get reemployed? I uh, hopeful. Okay. Oh, because life insurance just gets ridiculous when you get to be our age. It is. Yeah. It, it's just it's because because it's all a game. They're playing. You're you're gambling with the insurance company, and they know they're more likely to lose right now. Right. Had I known this, I probably would have gotten private insurance. In addition, yeah, but you would have paid through the nose. You would have paid through the nose. You really still would have paid through the nose by the time you got to this age. Uh, there's just no way around it. There's no way around it. My suggestion would still be instead of investing in life insurance to start investing in your life itself, instead of wasting hundreds or a thousand dollars a month on something that uh, you may or may not collect in the near future. I think it's just wiser to invest that money to build up the nest egg for the longer-term future life together. Got it. So like a treasury bond or... Well, uh, uh, no. Again, we're talking about specific investments, and we got to start with a plan first. And that's one of our biggest problems as as human beings is that we want to jump to the to the end of the book and we didn't start the book um you do you have iras do you have 401ks at work any of those things correct yes okay are they how do they how do you invest those things um right now i'm in um the process of moving it over to roll it over and uh suggestion was to put it in a in a fed fund rate why because um, I may retire next year, not sure. But do you want do you do you want to do you want to have your money all immediately liquid in retirement, I making nothing? I may have. How much? Okay, in not aggregate, everybody. how much money do we have all together? Give me a rough number. Not. It will only last. Not enough. Yeah, not enough. (laughs) Okay, I honestly, honestly, I'm sorry we have to run because of the time, but you need somebody who's going to help you build a plan, not just give you some investment ideas. You need a plan. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Wow. Uh, Lori is the perfect, perfect example of why we help people for free. Because uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, we're, this is not to get business for us. This is to truly help Lori, and she needs it. Uh, you really should, and anybody who wants to take advantage of this can, meet with one of our advisors just for a little while, just to see what you have, why it's where it is, and where it might be to do you better in the future. And uh, you can meet with one of our advisors. You can even meet with Tom. Just go to TalkingRealMoney.com and click on Meet an Advisor. 
hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.